0: We'll have this discussion. Discussion? What discussion? This is a discussion. Um,
1: combustion, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is Discussion Combustion Podcast with your hosts Kevin Batstone and Arthur Raw. You know, like we're friends with him. He put our logo on his race car. You know, it's it's just been a lot of fun to just keep adding these layers and meet great people. And yeah, it's surreal. Well,
2: I'm glad I'm not Tiger King. <laughs> I mean, you
1: know, unless you like enclosed tight spaces. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, not for me. But this tequila is for me. So. This
1: tequila is yeah. good. Shout out to Mark Wahlberg, Fletcha Azul. Um, yes. Nice little taste.
2: It's really good.
1: Yeah. Not not too bad. Uh, it's my second time tasting it. And it's it's pretty good. So
2: it's Mark Wahlberg.
1: I mean, it's Marky Mark. So I hear. <laughs> Everyone knows Marky Mark. Yeah, I mean, come on. The dude's a badass. He's good looking. Name a movie he, that Mark's been in that's yeah. not good.
2: Exactly. And I hear he puts out a good burger. The Wahlburgers. Yeah, exactly.
1: The whole family. Does, do, he, do they have like a store? That yeah, yeah it's like a huge thing. The you got check it out. Hmm. I mean, they're, you know, it's big up where I'm from in the New England area. So you Boston know. guy. Yep. Grew up north of Boston.
2: Now I want a lobster roll.
1: Lobster. <laughs> lobster. You, have you been up that way?
2: <laughs> yeah, when I was in my corporate job, um, I used to have to travel to Boston a bunch. Okay. I miss it actually, and I have five best girlfriends since fourth grade, and um, one is a doctor at Brigham Hospital. Oh yeah, Brigham—that's a women's hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. She brought me. She tricked me one time, and she brought me to like the quote-unquote original Cheers bar, and I went and did the whole thing and like bought a bunch of merch, and then she was like. It's actually not the it's like a staged one, you know, oh, whatever. So I was totally like the Boston <laughs> tourist, like chugging beers at the original not what, original. What you cheer thought was spot. the original.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beantown's got a lot of history, that's I
2: mean, for sure.
0: As long as, as long as when you were there you felt the authenticity yeah. and you were like enjoying it in the moment, you yeah. know. That's that's really all that matters. Yeah.
2: Probably because I went there like, you know, mainly like during the fall and summer, I didn't really get the Boston winters
1: too much. Yeah, so. that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Definitely yeah. go see it in the spring, you know, fall time. We're up around yeah. from about an hour, two hours north of Boston was where we'd, you know, leaf peepers is what they'd call them. People would fly from all over the country to come see our foliage because the autumns up there are incredibly beautiful. Yeah. So if you're going to book a tour date up in New England, I would do it in the fall, so you can really take in the beautiful colors. Well,
2: I'll jump in your suitcase. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I like,
1: you're back on. like you're going to fit at, at, six. What, you, yeah. what are you
2: saying? Six two doesn't fit your yeah. suitcase. Are you I, six
0: two? I called it. Oh, it's all great. the
2: same laying down, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I remember because uh, we we met you at Denver at X Denver. Fuck up, fuck up nights. Fuck yeah, up fuck nights. Up yeah, which was which was really cool, and. Um, you had a great story and we can, we can get into that. But, um, I think one of the first things I asked you afterwards was like, were, were you dunking on girls <laughs> in, in the college days or?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think I'm still so burnt out from college basketball that like when you mentioned the gym to me, I almost like get like my hair stands up in my arms a bit. It's like, I'll just go on a walk around like sloan's lake or wash park or something i'm good (laughs) yeah sloan's lake is really
0: nice area though yeah there's uh, edgewater isn't it yeah yeah Yeah. edgewater Uh yeah on um on monday nights they uh they do uh like on the the far east side people meet up and they watch the sunsets at sloan's are you
2: asking me out
0: I mean, I'm, I have an office down there. I have and a good
2: picnic basket.
0: <laughs> that sounds lovely. I'll bring the tequila.
2: Perfect. Wow, three were just meeting again.
0: Hey, hey, discussion combustion. You know, combustion's in the name for a reason.
2: Exactly. My mom asked me this morning. She was like, "Can I get the? Can I get the link to this podcast?" I was like, "Maybe this is one you should skip."
0: Oh great. Oh wow. We're not. Hey, we're not suitable for, suitable for mom.
2: I mean, I don't know what she thinks about a threesome with my two friends that run a great podcast but they like sunsets good tequila and sloan's lake so
1: (laughs) yeah that sounds like a pretty romantic (laughs) evening in fact but uh you know, who knows? Denver's a beautiful city. You just never know.
2: Did you think this podcast was going to go this way?
1: I, I mean, I we, I... we never know. Yeah, generally have zero expectations, and then that way you're just... <laughs> you're open and willing to, to deal with... She did say in the, in the promo on Instagram, this was going to get down and dirty.
2: Yeah, you guys should see these guys blushing right now. <laughs> it's, it's the tequila. Mark,
0: look what you did. Come on, Mark. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, saw, I saw you did finishers. Do you want a little, you want a little top off?
2: I would love one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's yeah, do we're that. We're just scraping Dude. the surface here. Right?
1: Yeah, Hit. we're Hand me going. Your glass, we're
2: going. It's been a long week, you guys. It like a is. long good week. I've had, let's see, it's only Wednesday. And since Saturday, I've had, yeah, two 3 a.m. wake-ups to be on New York City time. Um, and then I think the last thing for most nights was maybe around, like, 10 or 11 so
1: and I'm getting up at three
2: for a few days yeah and then I did let myself sleep in one day you gotta catch up on rest it's been good like the hustles real you know it's a good so feeling isn't it indie artists you know it's like I don't know it's like you just go 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 <laughs> can't stop
1: non can't stop won't stop that's what can't it stop, takes that hustle stop. that grinding 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 exactly no I respect it you well we we love your music
0: We've uh we've been listening to to your tracks. And yeah, I was, I was checking watching your music video you and...
1: earlier. Was it Aspen?
2: Oh yeah, Aspen. Yeah, that was a fun one.
1: That looked like a fun video to shoot. It looked great. Sounded yeah. good.
2: Yeah, I fell in love in Aspen. Now I'm single.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> so that's just um, how it goes.
2: They call you know they call Aspen Neverland. I, I don't know. Like, um, have you guys been there before? Oh yeah, it's I've worked Neverland, up there. I've yeah. hung out. Yeah, so you probably know like the. I mean. I just started meeting a bunch of people up there and it was like an amazing time. And then I moved there for two years and like a fun fact as I was like starting to explore Aspen before I moved there was um, like the bridge going in by the roundabout, you know, like you get halfway like through that bridge and cell phone service, like for most carriers Mm -hmm. cuts off. And so it's like kind of the, joke that I learned that, like, that's when you're crossing into Neverland. Okay. Into the abyss. And as you know, Aspen gets rowdy, so.
1: Aspen's a unique town.
2: Yeah, like, one minute, it's like, I mean, everyone's hustling, for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, there's I could go into a lot of the things that I like and also think that Aspen needs to work on, um, especially with, you know, the employees there that are working for the ski companies and... All and housing is a big thing, but if you're looking for a good time, I mean, blink and you might see Mariah Carey at Christmas. You know what I mean? So. That's
1: true. There is a lot of rub elbows with celebrities up there. Jeff Gordon's got a house up there. We know Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, it's just a it's a good Colorado getaway. I'm yeah. not a skier, or snowboarder. You know, yeah. so that doesn't bring me up there. But the Belly Up's a pretty cool venue. Belly
2: Up, sick. Yeah, yeah, really cool venue. <laughs> yeah. Have you played it? I have not played Belly Up. You're gonna up, play, but it. I do know the guy in charge and. Um, I think I'm more of like, just because I prefer, I mean, unless it's like kind of like a, like a festival or something, I really do love to like loop and perform solo. So I think for like a belly up, my best bet would be to like open for a bigger act. We're actually working on belly up in San Diego for our tour. Um, I love San Diego.
0: That's, that's definitely one of my favorite cities. Yeah. It's just. Good food, good people, good vibes. Yeah, it's, I love Dago. it's so
1: nice.
2: Dago, is that what you call it? Oh yeah,
1: hashtag Dago. <laughs> yep. I'm
2: gonna start calling that when I go there. I'm either gonna get slapped.
1: Oh Dago, that's like that's like a local thing, I feel is like. It? Yeah, my buddy was from uh, he's from LA who took me out there and he's like, Yeah, it's Dago. <laughs> so I said, Okay, I'm in Dago. Now I gotta get a California burrito.
2: Oh my god. You
1: know, you put the French fries in there with the carne asada. I mean, oh yeah! I felt like I knew what I was doing.
2: Best tacos ever. So
1: good, Roberto's Taco Shop.
2: <laughs> just picturing being in—I'm going to be playing in Encinitas too, and that like playing like the next stop after will be San Diego. And I just—I know like the owner of this um, club that we're playing at. I'll be like, she'll be like, "Where are you playing next, Dago?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> They'll know. That's exactly. hilarious. They should know. I think. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't set you up for failure here, but. Hashtag Dago? Yeah. I don't know, guys. Well, are you a
2: local? No. Yeah.
1: I think Dago fits. That's Dago like works just fine. I think she's right, though. That's a touristy thing. Like If you say that to the locals there, they're like, you must be from Denver. <laughs> 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 oh, that's hilarious. So dream
0: venue. And you can't say Red Rocks. What do you mean? <laughs> no. That's everybody's dream venue. I know. I know. And that's, that's why That was my answer. That's why I'm removing that one. Okay? So if you ha- could play anywhere,
1: let's say you already played at Red Rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would be the next?
2: You know, I think, um, it would be the Troubadour in LA, um, like where Elton John had his debut and, you know, like so, so many artists and it's just like this catalyst for like huge names, but also like up and coming artists that like, you just never know when you go to a show what you're going to run into. And... Yeah, I think I like. I think about that place a lot because it reminds me of um, like the first time I ever saw Adele. Um, there was six six of us in the theater. It was in Minneapolis, and like I'll never forget it. Like I mean, I'm six too. I like throw my le- I like threw my legs over the chair. Like there was no bar because there wasn't a ton of people there. Like she was just like. This is a while ago, you know?
0: So there's only six people listening? In, listening. Really? Yeah, yeah.
2: There was 10, and a couple people, like, I think they went to go get beers or something and come back. I don't know. But that, I mean, I could go into that whole experience, but that reminds me of, like, what the troubadour does for people, you know, where it's, like, whether you're signed or not. She was signed at the time. I still have the ticket, actually. Um, like, you can. It's just like that theater in Minneapolis. I mean, that's no longer there, unfortunately, anymore, just because of everything that's happened um, in the city but um, with COVID and everything else. But um, like the Troubadour, like you just go there when you're in L.A. and it's like you just know you're going to see somebody amazing, whether they're – I mean, it's always packed, but whether they're known or not. So that would be on the list, Mm. you know, for sure.
1: Kind of a humbling venue.
2: Yeah, and just like – there's something about, like, playing at, like, like, another example from my hometown would be, like, the Fine Line Cafe. These green rooms that you have the privilege to go in.
0: <clears throat> Where's your hometown?
2: Minneapolis. Minnesota, okay. Stillwater. Um, yeah, we I used to be in this different band, and we, like, played a big show there. And uh, the, the uh, green room, it's, like, when you sell it out, or you... Yeah, I think it's when you sell it out. I can't really remember now, but... Um, You get a Sharpie and you get to sign the wall. Mm -hmm. And the green room is about, you know, it's a big green room. It's just like the size of your guys' studio. And it's like, you see names like Lady Gaga and KT Tunstall and Rob Thomas. And you're sitting there like, oh, my God, I'm signing my little measly name next to these people, but it's so, like, amazing. Oh, hell, yeah. You know? And that's what I envision, like, the troubadour being like, sure. like, walking into this green room, being like, I don't even know if I can perform because I'm so, like, jacked right now. <laughs> you
1: know? I love it. Yeah. It's humbling and exciting at the same time because it's like, it reminds you where you're at, yeah. you know, but you're also now in that same company, you know, in that same wheelhouse yeah. where great acts have played. Yeah. It's just, that's that's pretty cool. That's yeah. how I felt about the Grizzly Rose, because I played music for a little bit.
2: Yeah. Oh, the, the Grizzly's sick.
1: And, and I always wanted to play there. We were close. COVID shut the band down, and now this takes up my time. But that was always a dream of mine.
2: Well, get back out there. I
1: need to get... <laughs> I, I, I need to dust off my Martin. All right? <laughs> well, get I ripping. need
2: a guitar player. Let's go. I'm oh, in. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. All
1: right. I guess I'm back in the there band. The
2: band is back.
0: No, no. Kevin Kevin was good. Um, and it's fun watching right. people try new things, because you get to watch them grow and progress. And, like, when you yeah. first started out, just like, you know, a kid riding a bike for the first time. It was, because, it was a rough start. Yeah. But it's for, a rough for start anybody. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: give me a break. Yeah, and,
0: and you, you know? did it steadily, though, for years. And then I remember, like, maybe we didn't hang out so frequently for a year or something. And then I came around Kevin, and, and he was like, hey, let me see, sing you a song. And he just whipped out his guitar and started playing it and, like, and singing at the same time. And I was just, like, a little blown away, bro. It was yeah. a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, our guest last week actually was the reason I got to that point. No so way. yeah. Without him, you know, he coached me on, on guitar and we started the band and it was just so much fun. Yeah. I loved being in front of that mic and just yeah. I'd throw my sunglasses on, my cowboy hat. <laughs> oh, you I were the sunglasses. Oh, guy. I was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get it in the zone. I'd like play a little bit of a character, I felt like. Dust, oh, yeah. dust my flannels off. I was Chicks ready. I love that. Yeah, it worked.
2: They can't tell if you're looking at them. Drives them crazy. Absolutely, that's
1: funny. So the mystery, the <laughs> All whole the tricks,
0: the whole mystery thing, keeping yeah. the mystery alive. That yeah. works, then, huh? The mystery, it works.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it has to. We have a similar story that way, though. It's like sometimes you need a push from like somebody close to you. You know, like I think I'd mentioned my five best girlfriends from fourth grade before, but um, my best friend Mel, when I was in college, um, playing basketball and like uh, you know, like honestly giving most of my time to that. Um she she came to visit me and she saw like a guitar head underneath my my bunk bed and she was like wait, you play guitar? I was like I'm just learning whatever <laughs> and she was like I know you kind of play the piano but like do you sing? <laughs> and she had me I was so nervous to do it. She had me sing in front of her and then she like she looked at me and she was like you're shitting me right now. You're shitting me. <laughs> Um,
0: so I mean, did you feel confident about your singing voice? No, I like never sang in front or? of anyone.
2: No one. <laughs> okay. Zero people. Like in the shower, you know. That was it. And then that was like it, right? Like I was just like play, like learning tabs, you know. Like you know, trying to figure out the acoustic guitar without any help, you know. And every year, my girlfriends and I, for the most part, try to. A lot of them have kids now and whatever, so it's a little bit tougher. But like we try to go on like a girls' trip, mm-hmm. and back then. We went to, my friend is a cabin in Breckenridge, like passed down from her family, so we would like road trip to that and that was like our spot. So we road tripped to Breck and like hiked all day, whatever, went to this wine bar at night. And thank God for red wine because I would have never ever gotten up at this place. Um, but there was this guitar player playing like a four-hour set. Wow, like that you know, That's a very it's long so set. long. Like, that are is you exhausting. kidding? Like, oh man, even three hours is like rough. You know, yeah. sometimes. Um,
0: I mean, imagine the calluses.
1: I was just gonna say, I have yeah. a sympathy yeah. calluses that just developed. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> he was so good, though. But he would like take these breaks, and it would be like sometimes a 30, 40, minute break like toward you know towards the end Who's you know like it's a lot of songs and so here i am drinking wine with my girlfriends and my friend mel who lives in la now um she <laughs> goes up to the manager and she's like you see that chick over there like i just heard her sing in her dorm room you should have like you should see if he if he wants like someone to cover while he's taking a breather like so we asked the guy next thing i know the artist is handing me a guitar he's like get up there
0: <laughs> okay. No and pressure. And I
2: literally, I had the worst stage fright ever. I literally almost threw up. Ooh. And like, seriously, I was just like so scared, like sweaty, like, you know. And um, I got up there and sat on this stool and used his guitar. And I sang this song, that my first song I ever wrote, which is called Minnesota Eyes. It's actually not released anywhere, but, um, and I'll never forget it because the entire place, it was so noisy and it just went quiet. Mm. you could hear a pin drop and it was like at that moment i knew like this is what i'm supposed to do like you know Mm -hmm. like um
0: well there's something too about like overcoming that you know like you said you were so nervous you were so anxious (laughs)
2: still nervous
0: yeah but though that like beyond right beyond that like where most people's minds like they start letting the excuses come in like oh don't do this you're gonna embarrass yourself or like yeah you know this and that but like you push through that little that little part there that you're anxious and nervous about or excited. You have yeah. all this energy built up. That's where like yeah. living is, you know.
2: Yeah, and like like you were saying, you know, it's like you need that push sometimes from someone. And once then once you're into it, you're like, oh my gosh, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. And then he actually asked me to close out the rest of the night, and that's exciting. That's kind of how it that's where that's started. where you got
1: the that's epic. That's where you first tasted the drug
2: oh it's such a drug are you kidding it's me? a
1: huge dopamine rush i remember the first show i played i, I kind of similar circumstances well even before that was karaoke the first time i got up and did that which i think you were with me it's like dirks bentley most likely oh, and I, I just remember like water on my face in the, in the bathroom what like, was i on. thinking is well, what, is that's what, you, what it was yeah <laughs> I, which is a great song and i put my little spin on it about <laughs> dating gals in high school and I, I just i felt that when i got off stage i'm like i need more of that
2: Oh, yeah. I need more. Wait, what's your karaoke song?
1: Oh, it's always Dirk Spentley. What was always? I thinking? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my go to. Midland drinking problem. Cliche, but true. Yeah. Um can on that one. Can a, I
2: hear this stuff after the? Yes, are done? Yes. I have it all recorded.
1: <laughs> so, For you can, sure? Not, Jam
2: not, sesh. Yeah.
1: I should have brought the Martin.
2: God dang it. Next
1: time. <laughs> next time. We'll do. For, like, a Patreon or some bonus content, we can do a jam sesh. Yeah. and, oh, and That they, would be I'll, super fun. I'll, I'll freestyle fun. on it.
0: I
2: would love Absolutely. It. you oh, freestyle? Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. I, I have a mic tatted on my chest. says MC underneath it.
2: No way. Art,
0: article is, is the rap alias. And I've made, like, 90-something songs. But it's been it's been a while, but I still freestyle regularly. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I keep Are you talented it, with that. Yeah. And, and music has always been, like, it's one of those things that's, like, you can create something. Like, I, I found a lot of respect for you kind of showing um, a difficult part of songwriting the other day on your story when you were talking about, you know, yeah. losing somebody mm. and, and the, the process with that. and yeah. But that's the power of music. Like, you can touch so many different levels of emotion yeah. and, and express it and get it out because yeah. that's really where, f- like, freestyling and being a lyricist started for me was, yeah. you know, like venting my frustrations right and, and like it would it would help like just saying it out loud it's and therapy. getting emotional and like yeah yeah so i i love it yeah you're in a room full of
1: creator and and lot of creative minds here yeah it's yeah. so fun though to you know people you never jam with like if you and i were to pick yeah. up acoustics and just start ripping it's yeah. so cool to see like the dynamic of what could happen with that
2: oh my god like collaborations are the best so fun it's kind of been cool like I'm working on a few right now and I can't really say too much about it, but um, like the power behind, I think just like opening yourself up just like you have this idea for a song or you have, you have how it sounds in your head or, you know, like a rough draft of mm-hmm. it sort of. And then I think it's really easy when like when you don't maybe collaborate a lot to like have your vision be the only way. Right. You know, and like, it's insane when like you kind of open yourself up and you, and, um, like for example, um, I have this song called vices. Um, and I was able to partner with Taylor too. He used to be out of Boulder. He's in Nashville now. I love him. Um, and when, when I started with it, I was like, here's the vision. And as like we started collaborating, it molded into, it wasn't a different song. It was just an enhanced song. Like he brought his voice into it. We, both recorded some string stuff on it um and it just it's just funny where things evolve when you decide it's like better you know it's like my whole thing it's like in it together like that's really the case and then it's like as you start collaborating i think people start seeing like oh like he or she is doing some duets or whatever and then people are more apt to reach out and it's like hey, I think, would you maybe want to collaborate on this? And then all of a sudden your portfolio grows. Mm -hmm. And I think like the value too, to like all of us indie artists, it's like, I may have a certain amount of like followers or whatever, but the other people that are collaborating, that I'm collaborating with um, different genres, different whatever. Normally I, I don't think those people would ever pay attention to me, you know, but it's because we're working together. It's like, Oh, like who is this chick? Or vice versa, mm-hmm. my friends are like, oh, who is this guy? He sounds mm-hmm. amazing, or you know, yeah. So that we could probably do something really, really fun. I think that would, that sounds
1: great. I mean, hell, we're doing it right Dierks now. Dirts
2: meets, I don't know, Dierks. Sarah Bareilles or <laughs> yeah, definitely. That would be like Dierks or Ellie Goulding.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, oh yeah, those are all great artists for sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that would look like. Because it's been a little while since Wanna I... Want to try? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I do. And I love my Martin guitar. I mean, when I bought that thing, it was a huge commitment to songwriting. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I got kind of in a rut with songwriting where E-flat tuning, Yeah. four chords, Yeah. similar choruses, started to get repetitive. Yeah. And I needed to get, kind of break that chain a little bit. So I started moving over to power chords and tried different scales. And I just kind of got, it just got stale, my songwriting. Yeah. So it's good. Like when, when guys would step in and say, "Hey, try this, try that, try this tuning." You know, for me, I sing better in E flat. That's just kind of where I felt hmm. the best. That's kind of that natural, with that radio voice. You know, it yeah. really rings well with the E flat.
2: <laughs> I almost just lost myself for a second because I was like trying to envision how you would sound with an E flat. <laughs> I'll play you some stuff when we're done. <laughs>
0: Perfect.
1: Yeah.
2: I love it.
0: Yeah, Kevin's talented. I'm alright. I, am all right. I mean, like no, but that's the thing. It's like if you just dedicate yourself to something and and like you really commit to it and practice all the time, like people can get good at playing guitar if they want to. And people can train their voices if they, if they want to. It's just how how willing are you to sacrifice being comfortable to do something that change yourself.
2: Right. Or get feedback or be open to coaching or exactly. And then it's just, it's hard. I think for almost for everyone to find time, like, Mm. You know, it's like as things get going, like what I find anyways, which shouldn't be the case, but like I literally have to like pencil in, like you need to rehearse from here to here. You saw it
1: on your your notebook today for today's lineup. Like
2: I have to do that for myself because I'll get caught up in other things, Mm -hmm. you know? That's Um, good though.
1: That's good to be structured and scheduled. Yeah. I have to be the same way. I got to set alarms. Yeah. Like, I'll set an alarm, and when it goes off, I'm like, what did I set that for? Oh, yeah. it's to do this. Yeah. You know? So I, I hear you there.
2: Like, if I don't do it, sometimes I find it's funny. It's like you almost push off sometimes what you should be focused on mm. to make things. Like, one thing, Kate, I really liked what KT Tunstall posted. Like, the other day, she was, like, giving advice after um, uh, South by Southwest. Um, you guys know I was... There for some
0: shows and whatever. And congratulations on that. Thank by you. The way. Yeah, that's exciting.
2: You. It was really, really fun. <laughs> really fun. Um, thankfully the shows went pretty well. Good, so good. Yeah. I'm happy with it. But she's, she mentioned something that I really respected, which was, she was like, listen, if you're spending as a musician, most of your time behind your laptop, like, you know, perfecting something or, you know, I don't know her exact quote, like, mm-hmm. or like maybe, you know, there's a lot of like biz ops obviously that goes with all of it. But she was like, the biggest way to captivate people is like practicing performing well, like, you know, and putting yourself in positions where you don't know anyone in the room, you know, and like, you're leaving them with this impression and that's your job. And like the rest will follow, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that's just such a good reminder. Like as much, like as many times as we get caught up with like a bajillion freaking things every day, it's like, Okay, go play the piano, yeah. you know, or like go practice that note cuz girl you ain't hitting it. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: Repetition's the mother of skill. Yeah. Over I don't and want over. to be
2: squeaking out there. No. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you for sure. I used to practice about 3 times a week and I'd still mess it up. Yeah. But uh, you know what I learned Sarah and I'm sure you can relate to this too, live action like whatever the mistakes may be, maybe you forgot the second verse how it starts or uh, oops, I just grabbed the G chord and I meant to hit the C chord. Right. The less attention you bring to that fuck up, Mm. no one picks up on it. Like, in your mind, you're like, oh, shit. And you got to refocus. But if you don't bring that attention to it, I feel like the crowd never misses a beat, right?
2: The act of performing, yeah. Sure. And then just being, like, authentic. Like, if you're really just like, I really messed up right there. Like, just own it. (laughs) Like There's something to that, you you know?
0: You you fumble, you pick it up, and you keep moving forward. Keep it moving. And that's just, that's a good life lesson with a lot of things. Because it's so easy to, like, start second guessing and... You know, was that the right thing to say? And and like you get in your own head, like we're all our own worst critics. And I know it's cliche, but when you actually break that, that mold of like self-doubt and self-criticism, and it's always good to criticize yourself to a certain extent, like, you know, keep yourself sharp. But um, yeah, just kind of just being open to the experience. And I think that's like the biggest thing that we're capturing right during this part of the conversation is like, is like being open for criticism, being open to trying new things. You know, yeah. and, and really just, you know, o- opening up yourself to, to live a little bit, yeah. you know, because it's so easy to get stuck in front of the computer, perfecting yeah. one little thing. But there's so many other things that yeah. bring a lot to the table, too. Yeah, And so philosophically, <laughs> I, I love what we're talking about right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, like music or like, you know the, you know, you that's just like a category in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when I think about people's passions, it's just like, I really truly believe like people know what they were good at and what they loved as a child. And so like, I think back to like, you know, when I was like two, there's photos of me at the piano, like I probably should have went to college for music instead I went for business and whatever else, but it's like hindsight, whatever, you know, but it's like whatever someone is passionate about, like, for the most part, we fall into this, like, I think, how should I put it? Like societal expectation of, um, maybe do this job or this will pay you enough or, and I get it because I've obviously been there. And I think like, going back to some of your points, it's like, What is scary and risky is scary and risky. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know, like, devoting your time to living on purpose is, I think, what it's all about. And I think eventually most people gravitate towards that. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just
1: weird. (laughs) So you had a, do you need a? Well, yeah. I wanted to say that, you know, I heard a quote one time that actively pursuing your purpose could actually extend your life. Oh,
2: I believe that, you yeah. know,
1: every day, if you're actively pursuing something that you truly believe in and, and can get behind and it gets you out of bed. Yeah. Right. It can extend your life. And yeah. I want to believe that too, because we, you know, so many of us are stuck in the nine to five hustle and bustle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Programmed. Right. This works for yeah. me, but everybody's got a dream at the end of the day. Like, Oh, if I, if this didn't happen, I could have done this. And I always yeah. like to say people do more to avoid pain than they will to gain pleasure. Yeah. That's just a natural characteristic of life. We've all been there, but, uh, Piggybacking off of that, chasing your purpose has totally changed my perspective on life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: look at the studio. I mean, you guys are killing
1: it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we, we're we're try, having a good time. We try to keep it a little professional. Okay, know. yeah. We're I perfect. walked into this
2: place. I'm like, Okay, bougie boys, let's go. <laughs> Discussion combustion. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Also, side note, they actually name like even like the they they've got a like really nice couch in here named um, let's Fiona. see. There's a fridge that's named computers. Name. Everything's named, I've, I've learned. So I might have to do even
1: that with my the, even studio. The studio e- even the studio space? Even the studio space itself, we named yeah. him Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So
2: Good to meet you, Bruce.
0: <laughs> Bruce is a brilliant, bodacious... <laughs> I, I was going to try to come up with some more bees. I, I, I lost it. Uh,
1: just wing no, it. No, I do
2: think, though, to your <laughs> point, like... It's, there's like, I mean, there's proof, right? It's like when you watch people that are doing what they love and I understand like, there's a, like a lot of situations that in, in which people cannot do that right now in their life. Sure. Like, and I acknowledge that, you yep. know, it's, everyone's got different situations and whatever, but it's like, like when you're watching like the Grammys, it's like half the time, the performers are like 85 years old and they're still crushing it.
1: You and know what I mean? They, they don't even it.
2: want to quit.
1: Yeah, they love know? it.
2: The best concert I saw in Denver was Cyndi Lauper and um, oh, who was it, Rod Stewart. Rotz it was Stewart. freaking amazing. My friend Coley works for um, works Cyndi and Stupid Story, but we went to her tour bus after the show and uh, there was a bunch of Coors Lights in there, which was kind of funny. Like, they were trying to do the Colorado thing, I think. And uh, Coley and I were catching up. She lives in New York now. And we were sitting on the, um, I don't know, curb or whatever, like, outside the Pepsi Center. And the buses are starting to, like, heat up. And the sprinklers turn on. So we just got soaked drinking Coors Lights outside of Sydney. But they crushed it. And it's like, I don't know. When you do what you love, you don't want to quit. Exactly you know
1: no, right and it shows too these guys still ripping look at Sammy Hagar
2: oh yeah 70, I think he's
1: 73 now
2: oh my I mean, is and, he really and he
1: looks like he's in his late 50s at I Met. was gonna
2: say I'm like is you he know, really
1: that's a rock star you know Keith Richards Al Jorgensen these guys have been partying their asses off and they're still just ripping tater chipping because <laughs> uh, they're, you know? they're loving
0: living they're like loving I, their I life mean, they're, they're living yeah. it when you're stressed out and you are giving yourself a hard time and you just feel like life is difficult like your body is going to show it. Like, yeah. You're going to age more than if you treat yourself well. So I feel like that's like a really big indication on mental health, like especially with older folks. Yeah. Like you can kind of tell who's treated themselves well throughout their lives and yeah. like treated themselves fairly. And, you know, were humble. It,
1: you know, it's just, it yeah. ages you less, like just yeah. being, and it's cr- it's crazy. Like I don't know. how some, some people are blessed with that longevity, though. I feel like again, Keith Richards, Al Jorgensen, Yeah. these guys have been pumping drugs and alcohol in the system <laughs> for fifty years, and they're still out there not missing a beat. It's yeah. unreal, you know. And then obviously, R. I. P. Taylor Hawkins. Oh, we lost him yeah. this week. Mm. Foo Fighters, one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Love Dave Grohl. I love that what they're doing. Tragic. I mean, we've Awful. lost a lot of great musicians, and that's one yeah. we lost this week. So yeah. R. I. P. Taylor, yeah. epic yeah. drummer, great yeah. band. I'm glad they canceled the tour so they, they can regroup a little bit. Yeah, you it was,
2: know, like one of the. Bigger losses, I would say, in over a decade, yes. you know, at least. I mean, yeah. I would argue the best drummer in the world, one of them.
1: He's you know? definitely in the, yeah, in the conversation. Yeah. And I think more, you know, unfortunately more people will see that now than when he was active, you know, because we're yeah. going to look back on his career and go, wow, right. this guy really was a badass. Right. You know, but.
2: Which is sad that that's the case sometimes, you it know, is. know what I mean. But,
1: but he, left I his, he left his mark on music. It is yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good looking, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was—he was a pretty handsome gentleman, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah, he ripped Hater Chip for sure. <laughs> I never did see Foo Fighters live, but I would have loved to. Cause I love Dave Grohl.
2: Oh yeah, talk about a
1: voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holy. I can't—I can't quite hit the I tried covering uh it's times like these, and I did my rendition on it, but I couldn't quite hit that bridge part. Just a little, like, I had to use my falsetta, and that's not really a great area where this radio voice can go. <laughs> so, I kind of had to bullshit my way through. I'm
2: make you do that
1: later, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> Pour me some more tequila. Yeah. He'll yeah, get up there. He, he, I bet you he could do it. I, I, I'm... Here's the thing is I can do Chris Isaac Wicked Game, and that is a pretty high falsetto. Yeah. I can wing that one. That was actually one Impressive. of the best ones we covered. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of fell in love with Kevin a little bit more when he played that
0: live in front of me.
1: I think a lot of people did. <laughs> where was this at? Uh, I played a show. Where did, Where was that? Well, well, I play, oh, so I played a backyard sesh for the 4th of July. Yeah, and,
0: and the real intimate setting that I'm talking about was when you had your fireplace going at your house. Oh, he really
1: got at the... At your apartment. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of bourbon. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jam
2: nights. Uh, oh, yeah. My
1: favorite. My favorite. <laughs> well, and what's fun, too, is because then Art, you know, with his with his freestyling ability, because Art's a great lyricist, better than me, I would argue. Um, you know, I can just strum a rhythm, and he freestyles over it. it's cool. fun. And we kind of have, like, this kind of rockabilly... You know, little country bluegrass hip hop thing going on. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, like, but it's like. I'll fun. take a break, Kevin. We'll hit the chorus. South
2: by here you come. You know,
1: <laughs> that'd be great. I mean,
0: you know, the the whole music thing. It's podcasting scratches that itch really good 100%. for me. Yeah, or else, or else I would have like this this FOMO, this fear of missing out of making music and making an impression and making an impact. Yeah, because it's it's so important to you know, if you have the capability to. Y- you know, help change people's mindsets on how they like kind of look at reality or how they look at you know people around them and and like you could do that with lyrics and I yeah. feel like being open on the podcast like I'm talking about overcoming like drug addictions on here yeah. and and just being real and you know if that can make an impact and yeah. and we're the, we're the bosses like no one's telling us what to do so we get to do whatever we want to do yeah and that's what makes it so much fun is it's like it's there's there's no, like, greedy hands that yeah. are pu- trying to puppet everything. Micromanage the content. Yeah. yeah no. I don't like that.
2: Yeah, and I think, like, the more... I'm learning this, too, because I think when I look back at, like... Just, like, even though it's only been, like, X amount of years, you know, it's not like I have, like, a 20-year music career, you know? But it's, like, you do... I think after every show, you learn stuff. And then mm-hmm. after every song you put out, you learn stuff. And after, you know... And I think like for a while I was really like messing with like different, excuse me, different, um, you know, beats and different genres and things like that. And so, and also starting to collaborate with people that are in like quote unquote branding and. I was kind of being pushed to be like, which I do think in a in a sense I'm a badass, but I'm also a huge sap. Like if you put on Oprah, I'm gonna cry every time, you know. <laughs> okay. And so, like, kind of being pushed into more of like, be this badass, be this badass, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, you, you and as are a like, badass like in a sense, but I don't know. That's a, like a compliment, and I think. Thank you. <laughs> but like, as my music, I think is progressing. And also I think my relationships in music's progressing. What I'm learning is that as hard as it sometimes is to be like, your like super, super vulnerable, authentic self. When, when you're called to do it is like the most powerful thing. Like to you, you, you know, when you were saying I talked about this, like, you know, drug addiction stuff, like on your podcast, like, There's probably, you know, thousands, maybe millions of people that are like, whoa, like they went through that. Like I'm going through that. I'm not talking about it, Mm. you know? And I think I'm trying to pull some of that vulnerability into like, especially what's coming out. I think you'll find in um, late spring and into the summer. I think it's some, I think it's some of my best work. And I think it's because I'm allowing myself to like still be that badass but also show like yeah when i am writing this song i break down and cry like i did on instagram the other day or and before i would never do that you know and i think we have a responsibility whether small or you know oprah winfrey Uh like when you have any type of platform I am learning anyways, that it's, like, our responsibility to, like, be that open. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just kind of fake noise. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, you really hit
1: the nail on the head. I mean, that's something we drive home here a lot is I I always like to call out influencers and and, and people that, you know, offer entertainment, arts, what have you, to to show the bad, show the good, show all of it, right? Yeah. Be your authentic self throughout the process. And I like that you say that because I can see the confidence behind the music you have coming out and some of these great projects that you're working on. This is, you know, you're, you're leveling up, you're evolving, you know, and that's exciting. That's a good, that's a good feeling. That is
0: exciting. Well, and and there's, there's strength to being vulnerable as well. Like, you know, like you can't just be vulnerable, put it out there and take criticism and, or whatever comes at you if if you don't have strength in the first place, like people who aren't honest with themselves, they're lacking the strength to face their their own demons and like and the thing is is like once you actually like do that then like life changes tremendously and and it's 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 like black and white it's like a whole new world a second chance and you know but you have to give yourself that and and you have to be strong enough to be vulnerable enough to like put it all out there because if if you're concealing things and you don't put it out there a hundred percent yeah then like it's not authentic kind
1: of like what you're saying it's like yeah. fake noise right yeah. Yeah. fabrications yeah false hustle or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. yeah and there's a lot of that yeah. and sometimes people can get caught up in just that in itself yeah right let me just act like i'm doing something when i'm not yeah you know there, there, there's always a the flip side of that but staying humble staying true yeah keep the ship sailing
2: yep I'm trying <laughs>
1: it's exciting
0: one one of discussion combustion's key components to success
2: a lot of tequila (laughs) that
1: that that helps right but it's uh that's just for the live action piece cqc so so cqc sarah this is this is our consistent
0: quality content nice and like if you really break it down like the consistency is like we're gonna show up every single week we're we're gonna you know show up more than once every single week and do it we're gonna have good quality like you know good cameras good mics tons
2: of planning yeah
0: mixing boards quality guests good content you know, so it's like if if but you have to commit to that. Like it, it has to happen every single week, every single time. And we're yeah. like, dude, if we do this every single week, we just hit the CQC every single week. Like we, something's gonna happen. Yeah, we're gonna be successful, and and we've seen that. And it's it's so humbling. Like yeah, you know, even having you and you're so hyped up, like posting all your videos today, and like, makes us excited. You know, and we're all like, oh, yeah. we're like, let's go. Like we're yeah, we're super.
2: family now. You guys are stuck with me. Oh,
0: we're
1: we, in the wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we like we like the wheelhouse to turn around. You know, <laughs> turning around. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. But it's it's just, it's so much fun, and man, to be in a position to where you can help somebody else's day, and yeah. just, I don't know, man, there's like that whole, so one thing I did want to talk about <laughs> while, while you're on here, yeah. is the epic story that you told at ex-Denver's fuck-up nights, yeah. and kind of how that was the catalyst to taking you out of the the corporate hustle and drive, uh, you know, the s- society standards, quote-unquote, yeah. and- Kind of catapulted you into um what you're doing now
2: yeah um yeah i mean i i actually have a lot of love for my corporate experience i really do i, I think everyone has ups and downs as they go especially when you're like tenured you know and you mm-hmm. have a bunch of different jobs and stuff so i really i don't have anything like poorly to say i think Cause I think the corporate hustle is for some people like that is what they're meant to do. You know, um, for, sure. for me, it, there was always this pull, like when I would like go home from work, I was always proud of like what we were accomplishing as a team or whatever. But when I would get home, like on the drive home, I'd always be like when I'm in to get to the piano
0: yeah.
2: or I'd have like, I always have hooks in my head all day long. So I always carry a notebook and like, it's like an addiction. It's like, Like when it happens, I've got to stop. And like, because I know it could be like a little nugget of like, hopefully something good. So like that would happen to me all the time during my corporate career. Um, I knew music was like what I was supposed to be doing, but you know, it's like when you're, you're climbing the ladder, um the paycheck feels great. Mm-hmm. I was in business development and marketing and kind of all of that, recruiting. Um, so the bonuses were fun. I mean, it's just like the hype, you know? And as much as I was performing a lot and writing music a lot and starting to put out music, I kept, like when when it like, was time for me to think about quitting, I would get sucked back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, oh, I have the penthouse oh, I'm driving the Porsche. Like, not to sound like a total, you know, f- excuse my French, but fucking corporate asshole that some, you know, some can be. Mm-hmm. That's That was not me. I could give a shit about material stuff. However, did it feel good? Like, if it was, for some reason, it was, like, for me, kind of, like, a validation of my hard work. It wasn't that I needed those things. Yeah. But I kept being, like, pulled back. And then I got this, like, really, really big promotion. Like, it was kind of a... I didn't think I'd have a shot. Um, I was one of the youngest female employees like in that level, well, ever. In that. Um, cost, co- I'm sure that's system. changed now, mm-hmm. you know, since like I think corporations are evolving with like bringing up younger people, and which is great. Um, but I took on this role and I traveled mm, like 90% of the time I would say it was a role helping to set the strategy for the U S and Canada for a line of business. And anyway, I was on my first like big trip with this big promotion and I was like ready to rock. And for those who haven't heard the story, I was basically like, I got up, I got a Starbucks. I love like a mint latte. (laughs) And so I ordered like extra hot, extra minty. It was raining that day. Um, The Sheraton was very sweet and gave me an umbrella. And like, I was just on flow. Like I had my, I think, I don't know if I had a Blackberry or what it was at the time, but I was like emailing already, going to town, whatever. And I'm walking across this crosswalk in Indianapolis to an office I'd never been to, to like basically help, like, you know, not take them to the next level, but like give them suggestions Mm. that they could. So I'm like hyped. And I get like halfway through the crosswalk and I see 32 seconds left on the, whatever you call it, the meter thing, whatever. And I'm like, cool. Look back down on my phone, smack. And I got hit by a Ford F-150 truck um, in the -hmm. middle of the crosswalk. And um, they found my shoes across the side of the road. Um, My purse was on the other side. They think, um, I've seen part of the surveillance. Um, I ended up having to stay at that hotel for a little while. So I met actually quite a few witnesses to yeah. the accident, which in which I learned um, that I basically flew up onto the truck, flew off, I think about six feet, which for being six two is yeah. kind of a long way to fly. So that's kind of like how they were gauging how fast maybe the truck was going. Um, and it was raining, so I, I skidded. I hit my head on the um, pavement. Um, and then there's, I think I showed it at fuck up nights, but um, my back, like, skinned across the gravel. Mm-hmm. I, actually, the gravel went through my jacket, through my um, other shirt, and I actually had some, like, in my skin, which was pretty crazy. Um, and they say it was, like, kind of like getting, like, if, if you're, like, a drunk driver and you hit someone, um. usually they don't get hurt, you know, mm-hmm. they're kind of
0: loose and they usually damage. So it's a good and, thing you were in your flow then. Yeah, like, right? a, yeah, I was
2: like on flow, not paying attention. Um, They say the last thing you pay attention to in trauma is like the last thing you really cared about. And it like, is supposed to like distract you from the pain that you're like going through. So embarrassingly, so I said this at fuck up nights too. Like it was my peppermint latte. I literally remember, the coffee coming out of the cup, slow motion, while oh, yeah. I was in the air, and I remember the smell of mint, like you would not like believe, and then everything went black. Wow. Um, but what That's happened crazy. when I was like passed out was I, I don't remember really much of the accident, but what I do remember was um, it was totally black, and like my subconscious knew I was very hurt, hmm. um, and it's weird. Cause I actually could hear my voice. Um, I've had a similar experience. It's crazy. And I told, I think I, I think it was me told myself, um, like Sarah, wake up, you're not done yet. It's time. And that it's time is really important to me because like I knew, I knew what time meant, you know? Okay. And it was like living on purpose, you know? And so did I quit the next day? No. (laughs) Like, um, like I knew I needed to like prepare for that. I needed to save money. I needed to, you know, so I didn't just like get hit by the truck and quit, but that was like my defining moment of you never know when your life's going to go away. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. we're all planning for, are used to be planning for like my retirement. Like I used to be so hung up on that. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) when am I turning 50? Let's go to Florida. You know, like, and I don't know. It was one of those things where it's like, wait a minute, I might wake up at whatever year and walk across the crosswalk and it might be over. And it's like, I didn't want to be on my deathbed being like, I have this gift of writing like you both do. And you know how that feels like when you're doing that, I have this gift of somehow figuring out how to put that together. God knows how. And music is medicine and i didn't want to be on my deathbed thinking i don't give a fuck by the way about getting famous Mm -hmm. at all good did you watch the oscars (laughs) (laughs) had to say it (laughs) i
0: don't Um, don't think many people were watching it at the time but (laughs) now they have here's
2: the thing like i mean if that happens for any of us that's amazing i hope to drink tequila one day with mark Wahlberg. however i think like to be on my deathbed thinking I could have potentially made the world a better place and helped maybe one person by one song that could have changed something for them. Mm. And I fricking was too scared to do it. And that's like the thing that hit me as much as the truck hit me where it was just like, it's fricking time, homie. And you can always go back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how many times are you on LinkedIn now and you get recruited every day? It's like we can all go back.
1: It's true. So true.
2: You know, so why not try?
1: Yeah. If not now, when? Yeah. No, I like it. It was a powerful, I remember hearing that, you know, that night at fuck ups and I was like, man, that that story is very inspirational. Thank you. You know, and it touched a lot of people there too. I could feel it in the audience. You could feel the energy change a little bit Mm -hmm. because it's, it is, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a a major traumatic experience for you that kind of like, okay. Maybe I should reshift the focus a little bit. Yeah. And what and what you really want to do. Yeah. And um, that's crazy though, as you described. You could smell the mint, and the, you could see the slow mo coffee. Cause yeah. So how long were you out?
2: I don't know for sure. It wasn't very long. Like you know, a few seconds maybe. Yeah. You know. Um, and
1: actually. Were people like standing over you when you came to?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. There that's, was that's the, the ambulances, the the police. Um, And, you know, everybody always asks me, oh, did you sue the guy? And no, I didn't. Like, I know a lot of people think that I'm totally stupid for not doing that. But it was like, when you see the surveillance Uh and you see this gentleman, by the way, and imagine, I'm sorry, but imagine being in his spot.
1: Mm.
2: Like, he was probably just driving to work, like, and then he nails a 6'2 chick. That's got to be like hitting a bear. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. I felt bad for him, but like he pulled his truck over. He got out of his car. It was raining. I, my face was in the gutter, like whatever you call it, side of the street, face down. Like I could have drowned. Mm. Like that's the reality of it. Like that was probably more of a thing than me getting like hit. Like my face was flat in it and he, you know, you're not supposed to like move somebody, but he did. He rolled me over, um, which probably helped to save my life. And he's the one that called nine one one. Yeah. And yeah, thank God for him. just
0: left; yeah. like they would have just oh, hit and run. Might, I fucked up and, and my, my off. My car and, has
2: been hit and yeah. run in Denver twice in the last, like since I've been back from South by Southwest. It's insane, and I think about that all the time. Like he could have hit me.
1: Just kept going
2: and drove off, mm-hmm. and you know the. I mean, even when you look at the surveillance, I've only seen it a few times. But like when I way back when I went through the insurance stuff, you know. Um, but even then, you couldn't really see the license plate. It's mm-hmm. pouring rain. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, it's kinda of
1: distorted and it's
2: Yeah, he's doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, um I was there for a little while and then finally thank like thankfully I didn't have any like broken bones. I had a super bad concussion um like bruised femur. Um, I couldn't lift my neck off a pillow for weeks. Couldn't go to the bathroom on my own for like a month, pretty wow. much. I think it was like three to four weeks and uh, funny fact: is I ended up forging my doctor's note to go back to work because I was so scared I was going to lose my big promotion. <laughs> oh God. wow! Um, yeah, Delta actually finally let me fly when I could. Like, um, I was way too swollen. Like, safely sit in the seat and um, like I joked at fuck up nights, which I should probably have a drink of my tequila now. But um, he was fabulous. the The flight attendant. I was sitting first class. It's the only place I could fit. <laughs> and um, he literally walked up to me and he was like you're that girl. I was like, (laughs) yep. He was like, yeah. He was like, I have something for you. And he he like put out a shot of tequila and he was like, honey, I am so glad your face is okay. (laughs) 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 And I laughed so hard and I just thought like, I'm on my way home. And I did not drink the shot of tequila. I had too much pain medication. So I'm going to have a sip now, but that's how it kind of all started It's
1: an epic story, for sure. It is. I love. Well, I hope kids.
2: none of you get hit by a truck. You don't need it.
0: Of
1: course. Correct. We've all
2: been hit now, so go after your dreams. You know, don't wait. Don't, don't sit in a crosswalk waiting for this to happen. Well, and,
0: and so the point that I kind of wanted to bring up with this is, and, and to, to piggyback off of what you just said, as far as like, you know, you don't need to get hit by a truck. But for all you young twenty somethings out there, or young, you know, older teens, and and you're young and and like, you know, trying to. Cause I'm 35 now. So I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm kind of in that middle ground. Like I'm getting older. I'm kind yeah. of seeing where I wasted time. Yeah. But like, it's crazy. But Maybe
2: ha- it wasn't wasted. Well, maybe you were no, supposed because, to wait. Cause the
0: values that I have now. So, yeah. so I, I will never regret anything that I f- fucked up with in the past. Cause like yeah. the lessons hold me to, to the exquisite gentleman that I am today. <laughs> okay. So
2: you are lovely. Oh, thank you so much. But,
0: <laughs> but it, it really does pass by fast. It, it goes by really quick. And, and, and you don't really realize it. Like it's, it's just like, you're just showing up and you're doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, like you, it's, it's easy to look back and you're like, like I graduated, you know, a long time ago now. Mm -hmm. And and, and it's interesting, you know, having some perspective and, and looking back at it like that, but it's so true because we don't, we don't really have time, Mm -mm. you know, it could end at any moment, you know, any moment. And so that's why life is really. It's for the living. Life is for the living. Yeah. And, and you better go live it while you can because, you know, anything could happen. You could get sick. You could, yep. you know, there's so many things. Yeah. So I, I think there's, there's a lot of values and a lot of layers to that. Yeah. And if you are a y- younger person out there listening to this, like, it's time to take this thing and, and grab it by the horns. <laughs> figure out what, you, what makes you happy, what makes you personally happy. Stop trying to make other people happy. Mm. Yeah. That's the thing is I, I spend a lot of my... My twenty worried
2: about others. Yeah, eh? trying
0: trying to make yeah. my girlfriend's happy and like yeah. I I couldn't make them happy. They just weren't happy. Yeah, and so I like spent all this energy and time and and it's like it, it's just crazy how how it, flo- it flows by. Yeah, you know. And so it's like really important to do something of value. Yeah, even if it's just like going on a walk or like you know calling your parents yeah. or just do something every day that you you love. You yeah. know, and, and make yeah. sure that you incorporate that.
2: Yeah, that like if if it was. Like, the thing I kind of think about every day, like, if on days, two where I'm like, if I have a bad day, like, if I'm pissed off or frustrated with something, I try to, like, like, I've, like, really been working on, like, mindset, mm. you know, and, like, health and wellness that way. Like, being very mindful, being very intentional, and I think, for me anyways, I think about the truck thing. It's like, okay, Sarah, knock it off. Like, what if tomorrow was it like, what are you? And so at this like act of gratitude for the day and stuff. And I think like, like, you know, you're speaking to people coming up and stuff. It's like, if you have frustrating days with that stuff, if you have moments where you're ready to quit, like, or if you are in a position where you're having to work three jobs or a big corporate job or whatever it is in order to be able to do what you love. Like, just work work towards that. Work through the frustrating days. Don't quit, you know? And, like, think of, like, really, truly, hopefully, like, think about this, like, truck thing. Like, imagine getting hit tomorrow. Like, what would you be proud of from your day? What would you be like, you know, uh, I messed up with this. How do I learn differently from this so that if I have tomorrow, I'm better for it? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and ultimately, to your point, like, follow your fucking dreams, Like period, like they, I actually hate the word dream Mm -hmm. because to me, it's like, it makes it seem like unattainable.
1: seems
0: like it's a false reality. But we all dream every single night.
2: Exactly. I know. And then don't you start thinking like, what life are we really living? Like, are we more
0: (laughs) alive when we're asleep? Yeah. I I could. I I heard a
2: thing. Have you guys heard this? It's like, apparently you sleep, I think it's like 26 total years of your life.
1: Yeah. I've heard it's about anywhere from 25 to 30% of your life is spent sleeping.
2: So, really, we have no time, so get going, guys. <laughs> yeah, the time is now, the time
1: is yesterday. But hey, yester- what is it? Yesterday is tomorrow's today. Yeah. Or no? I think I did that backwards. I don't
2: know. The tequila's hitting you. It
1: might be. But I like what we're, we're stepping into here because it's good stuff. Yeah. You know, I really like the, you know, and not that everybody needs to necessarily be hit by a truck per se, yeah. but because that could be, mean a lot of things going yeah. bankrupt hitting rock bottom with yeah. substance abuse. There's a lot of different things that could really slap you into reality and go, wait a minute, I need to tighten up, mm-hmm. chase my dreams a little bit, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the whole YOLO thing and, and you only live once and go after it now. I really believe in that now. Because yeah. I, I, I was the same way for a while, 401k. I'm, yeah. I'm planning to retire, Yeah. you know. I'm going to yeah. be 33 here in June, and I'm worried about 30 yeah. years from now. Yeah. I'm, no, I need to be worried about right now, yeah. Sarah. we yeah. got to get it now.
2: Yeah. And I think, like... Another thing I've really, because I was scared shitless leaving, like, I mean, I was excited to leave and do what I felt like, you know, is what, like, is truly what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, where was I going with that? What was I saying? I just listened to you crack that and it was very happy that you are drinking another drink. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was like. What were you saying before? Yeah, you
1: were just kind of piggybacking off. How going it's, after it. Going after it. Mm-hmm. Living the dreams. You know, not necessarily needing a truck to hit you. The yellow. Oh, piece. I
2: know what I was gonna say. Like when when you <laughs> said, um, "See, this is when you say I fucked up." Like you just, it is what it is. Um, when you said, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if I wasted time or mm-hmm. whatever. I truly do believe, like, if you're, if you're listening and like, you, like I said, like if you've got like this, like, don't think you did waste your time. Like for some reason, like you were meant to be doing that for some reason and you're being pulled in a different direction, but it's like, for some reason, that's setting you up mm-hmm. to win. And I truly believe like, when I look back, that's why I don't dog my corporate career because I'm like, I was meant to somehow do that and meant to have whatever, because like, I'm an independent woman. I hate relying on other people. That's a huge thing I'm working on. So I'm proud that I was able to be like, okay, I'm taking the leap now. Cause I can do it now. And I'm going to give myself, yeah. X amount of months before I will be broke. And if I can't do it in this time, then I'll figure something else out. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, so if you're in that spot, like don't feel like it's like a bad position and you just have to go like quit tomorrow. Like maybe it's setting you up, but have a plan, you know? And then there's some of you that you should absolutely be quitting right now (laughs) and go fucking do it. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Good breakdown.
1: Yeah, good, You know, put in perspective a little bit. Cause like you said, you didn't just get by the truck and then quit the next day no it, it put it in perspective that, okay I got hit
2: by the truck in 2015 i quit um may 20 may 2020 may 1st in covid
1: yeah oh wow yeah i didn't realize it was that far
2: yeah i i worked i had worked a few years and then um i was asked to come out to colorado to help kind of do the whole firm thing out here and get it to the next level and um and I'm really thankful for that because I was being pulled to LA. I love LA at that point though, I was craving nature. So like Colorado to me was close enough to LA for a quick flight, but corporate brought me out here, paid for me to come out here. Like it was a blessing, you know, I fell in love with Colorado and the city and everything. And then when, um, when COVID hit, so basically there was like a handful of us that were leadership team over Colorado and, um, I think we had about 300 employees in Colorado at the time. And basically like when, um, when COVID hit, you know, it was like Colorado was one of the first states to like shut it all down. Mm -hmm. And so basically with like the different, you know, initiatives and everything that happened through that, I knew from that truck stuff, I was supposed to move on. Like, and I was too fucking scared, you guys. Like, I was too scared. I needed something that, as messed up as this is, because it's so, the pandemic's been so brutal. Mm -hmm. I needed my world to be rocked like that for me to go. Like, when it was like, we need to lay off X amount of people, we need to cut this and do this, and I'm involved with these conversations. Yeah. I felt the weight of that. I started to lay off a handful of people and I couldn't stomach it. You guys like I've, I've fired people in the past when they deserve it.
0: Mm -hmm. I've
2: laid people off when, when we needed to lay people off. I've moved into different roles when I knew it was the right decision. You know, this felt, it didn't sit right with me, you know? And that was like kind of the second moment to the truck where it was like, it's time like why don't i say hello please lay me off i don't know if it could save a few people's jobs but i'm sure my salary doesn't you know doesn't mean nothing to Mm -hmm. what you know is in the budget here so can we work something out and i think being that honest too with my boss she just like kind of looked at me and we both cried and she was. She knew it was right too. She was like, it's time. Like, go chase your dreams. Like, don't, and I really appreciate that with her. And so we worked through getting out of the corporate space in a really positive way. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and I think, I hope people really respected it. I mean, you never know what people hear or whatever else, but, and then, yeah, I mean, it was a crazy time to go into music full time. Everything's canceling. I had 52. For sure. We had fifty two shows scheduled that year and they all
0: were canceled mm-hmm. in three days. Twenty twenty. I mean if, if you don't have a challenge, yeah, then it's gonna be boring. Right. But but to, to piggyback it's so true, like um I've shared it on the podcast a bunch, but I was doing opiates for like twelve years. Wow. And then when I admitted it to myself it took five years for me to get off of it. But I'm tying this into like Do you the- like Macklemore? I mean, he's cool, man. I, yeah. I, I do like, I, I, I have a similar story. Yeah. I, I don't know too much about him. I didn't yeah. know he went through that, Yeah. but, um, I mean, respect to anybody that, you know, can just really decide to make the change, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tying it into like, I wouldn't take it back, you, yeah. you know, because the, the mentality yeah. that you can get by getting dragged through the mud a little bit, by yeah. getting your ass whipped by disappointing yourself, like, that's where you get hardened right like success is not inherent success is earned through struggle basically is is how i feel about it and so like if you're struggling right now then then good because you're about to be extremely successful you you know and just and just look at your struggle like this is what i i'm blessed to overcome this today and then look at problems like opportunities like instead of it's a problem it's a problem be like okay well what's the opportunity for me to gain from this problem what where's the silver lining cuz there's yeah. always a silver lining to something
2: yeah and like in some way what's really cool about your story is like you know thankfully nothing tragic happened but like you're a catalyst for so many people going through that that are maybe like like I'm almost tearing up but like maybe at like that like first year where they're mm-hmm. like really fucking struggling and like hearing like they're gonna hear you and be like okay it took him five i bet i can do it in two
0: yeah i mean or you know it's true but the breaking point like you know you have to recognize that and it was i was literally i was selling cars at the time and just getting high to work and working to get high because you
2: weren't happy yeah
0: and i it was just like a miserable cycle and i remember like i would overdraft my account to the maximum that I could every single time to keep getting my fix on.
1: Yeah. And it
0: was like $1,100 that they would let me overdraft. Jeez. And so I would do that every single time, and then my paycheck would come in and cover that, and then wow. I'd have, it like, a little bit. and But I wasn't paying bills, and so my credit was tanking. I had a yeah. car repoed. like yeah. So then I wasn't driving. And it was just, what like, all, all these things that were just compiling because I was not being...
2: Intentional. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. like,
0: really being involved in my own life and, like... Yeah pushing it off you know like getting high tonight is more important yeah. than paying the bill or whatever and now that, that yeah. was like my low point that was like the lowest low to where it was like all right it's yeah. time to it's time to truly make a change but everyone's yeah. gonna have their own low, low point yeah and you know what you do from it from there is, is up to you because you know like i said it took five years to get off of it and like yeah and that was like a long hard process yeah you know and i know yeah i saw Tark's a lot been of it through a lot of yeah he yeah. he saw it and um but yeah, so I use what this platform because that's, that's something that I, I, you know, want to share and always be vulnerable about yeah. Yeah. because it, if it could help somebody, then, you know, it, it's no longer about me.
2: You yeah. know, it's, it's
0: about sharing a story to, to share strength and yeah. and that anyone can do it. Yeah. it's true.
2: Well, and I think, like, to your point about struggle, like, especially, I guess, speaking to, like, maybe anyone trying to make music your life. Um, like, like I coming from, you know, corporate and then doing music on the side for, for me, like getting a stable paycheck was kind of always a thing. And so my, you know, it's like I started my job the day after college, like, quick. you know, I quit in 2020. Like I was there for 13 years, you know, and like, your mind becomes very like trained to, I'm going to get this paycheck every month. I'm going to get this bonus every quarter. I'm going to, and then when you, when you're in music, by the way, I work harder than I've ever worked before. I make less than it, but am I, I'm happier than ever. Epic. Yeah. But I think like just training your mind to know, like, you're going to have some months. Why do you think we all tour? You make like most of your money touring during uh, like a four month time span, you know what I mean? But you're going to have some months that like are really, really good. And then you're going to make like do the same amount of effort. And then some, sometimes your month all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Like I thought I was doing this, this and this, where did this all go? And then you kind of have this, like, I guess if you're like me at all early on, I was like, I would hit the panic mode. And you know what I would find myself doing? This was... I mean, I've only been doing music full, full time for two years. Um, Early on, I would call it like six months in, I would find myself like downloading the Indeed app. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being like, oh my God, like it's been two months and I've only made X. Oh shit, I'm used to making X at... Okay, like... And your mind goes to like panic mode. And... Like, that was like a huge learning for me. Like, shut it off. Keep like, don't quit. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it like compounds. Like you guys heard me say, um, fuck up nights. Like I believe caring compounds. Like I also believe your hard work every day compounds. And it's like Ari Herstand talks about this a lot. in like, like his book and his business and stuff too. He's like, if you're, if you're not into like in the music business to like work your ass off, like, it's not a four hour a day job, it's a 16 hour a day job Mm -hmm. and do the small gigs and do the, whatever it is to, to, to do what you love. Like then you might as well just keep your corporate stuff like, and eventually that changes. But I mean, it's like, you know, you look at like, again, like bringing up like the Grammys or the Oscars or whatever, and you hear these people that are, you know, huge mentors to all of us talk about their day. It's like, Oh, I was up at this time getting my makeup done. I was doing this. I had to rehearse here, here. We, we stayed up till 12 a.m., but they love it, Mm -hmm. but they're working harder than ever. And so I guess that feels good to work. hard. Yeah. The point is too, it's like, you're gonna work your fricking butt off. You have to, and you might make a lot less and whatever, but don't panic. Like, you know, don't hit the indeed button. Mm -hmm. Not just yet. You know, it was
1: tempting. It's there oh, You're like, yeah. oh shit, is this the right decision, right? I mean, it's it's going to take that hustle. It's going to take that hard work, yeah. that commitment. And, and yeah. you know, some of us are a little bit more fortunate. I, you know, I don't have kids, so I'm able to kind of dive in yeah. a little bit deeper than some that maybe have a newborn or other yeah. obligations, right? Yeah. I can take the financial risk.
2: Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know, I, I actually still think I maybe do still want kids, but um, my sister and my brother both got married this year. Not to each other. That sounded weird. Um, (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Within about a month of each other, though. My sister did get married on my brother's birthday and my parents' anniversary. So that's an interesting little family dynamic. But I'm like, okay, my brother's name's Jake. He's actually a great drummer, by the way. But, like, how many kids are you going to have? You know, two, three, four, whatever. My sister, Emma, they want to have a couple, adopt a couple kids, too. And so I'm like... I'm down to be the cool aunt and then Mm -hmm. go on tour. (laughs)
1: Hey, as long as you're happy. Yeah, exactly. Fly those
2: kids out. We'll have a good time.
1: (laughs) Backstage passes. Hook it up.
2: Yep. Three days later, I'm going to fly them home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and
0: it's like, I feel like the, because I'm starting to feel it too. Like, and I've always been like, you know, I don't want to have kids, this and that. But like, you know, you want to leave your legacy. Yeah. Right. Like you want to leave a legacy. and um. I'll tell you, when Kevin originally came up with this podcast idea, he gave birth to a child, a hungry monster that needs media every single week. <laughs> and then I. Ad- You're the baby? I, no, I adopted the child <laughs> with him. So now we, we co parent this, uh, this thing. And then I feel like this could be a legacy. So it's like, it depends where you want to focus your yeah. energy, like what kind of impact do you want to make. And like, raising a child is not an easy thing. And, you know, helping. A, like, I'm so grateful. I've had both my parents in my life for my entire life. And like yeah. the lessons they've taught me, like, thanks mom and dad, yeah. you, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's hard. That's hard to like yeah. raise, raise people and do it right. And, yeah. and, um, I don't know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to start getting emotional <laughs> now because, because yeah. this is real, this is real stuff. And, it, yeah. and it's like, there's so many meanings to life and it, 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 it all depends on what like the individual's meaning is like, yeah. like really get to know yourself and like figure out. What makes you excited to wake up, and, yeah. and that's what you need to focus your energy on. Yeah. But, but for the things that you want the most, you have to understand that you're going to have to do things you don't want to do to make that happen.
2: Yeah. And
0: so, so it's like you got to just be ready to to yeah. like put it to the sandpaper and like yeah, you know, just rough it out. Yeah. You know.
2: And then, like another thing, at like with like you were saying with like kiddos or people in your life or whatever and just like also just like how this whole crazy world of art tends to progress like i find that when stupid sports analogy but it's like when you grip the bat too hard you can't swing i love sports analogies yeah i was a really bad softball player (laughs) i attempted third base but um But, in many ways, actually, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Hey! hey yo! Um, But, like, when, I feel like when I'm, like, too, like, gripped on, like, oh, like, like, I know, like, we're scheduled and whatever, but, like, for my day or rehearsing or touring or whatever, like, if I'm too, like, in my, like, almost corporate mentality, of like this is how it should go or mm-hmm. whatever. It's almost then like it's like how can the universe make things go wrong?
0: Murphy's law.
2: Yeah, and so that like boys always working. I'm not saying drop the bat, but I'm saying like what I, I what I feel like I especially this year have learned is like loosen up a bit. Like you might swing a little bit better, but point is with like the whole like universe thing i feel like like even with these custom songs and stuff i do on the side to diversify from touring so that i can do this full time and it's a huge joy it's like my favorite thing to do like there's been these families that have come into my life with like one of which um her name's london she's like 9 10 and she's going through like an awful awful illness um I actually flew to Minnesota to surprise her on her birthday and um, surprise her with her song, which is really cool.
0: That's so cool. I bet you she loved it. Oh,
2: she was so sad. I actually just FaceTimed them the other day to catch up. Um, But like, I feel like the universe then presents you with, because I don't have kids though. It's like, Hey Sarah, here's a really cool family that has these two girls that are freaking amazing and like, will be in your life forever. And that's, that's happened for me on, like, especially, like, custom songs and also, like, shows where they do allow people under 21 to come or whatever, where it's, like, you are, like, a mentor to these kiddos and stuff that, like, all they have changed my life, like, okay. a thousand percent. Like, I'm not equipped to be a mom right now. Like, I'm just not. But I am equipped, I think, to write good songs for, cool like, cool families and, like, hopefully be the cool aunt to hopefully my siblings kids soon and whatever, but the universe, man, brings you brings you some I, cool. I, lo- people. I love
0: the layers of it, but like you have to be willing to see that. Uh, like you know, you have to be o- open minded enough to like, you know, see see those different layers yeah. of like um
1: emotional sustainability. Sure. And it has to yeah. kind of fit you know, what you want. Like, yeah. you know, for me my girlfriend and I decided kids aren't our thing we want to go to Hawaii this summer we want to travel the world we want to do fun things right spend our time a little bit more doing that it's just not for us doesn't mean it's for everybody doesn't you know yeah but that said I feel like you know had that happen oops or what have you I don't know if I'd be sitting in this chair right now right because then your finances get shifted your priorities change a little bit so not that it's not for everyone right it's just it's a personal decision and hey be the best aunt, uncle, whatever, yeah. you know. I, mentor. I, yeah, yeah. mentor. Yeah, mentor. You know, there, there's other ways to capitalize in that area yeah, and, and, totally. and kind of check those boxes.
2: And if, like, being moms you're calling, go get them, exactly. Tiger. Like, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Like, half of my girlfriends, it's, like, literally, like, what they're meant to Like, that's what they're meant to do. Like, and I've had, like, a few of my friends or whatever that had, like, the big corporate jobs, too, and, like, really struggled with, like, do I become a mom full-time? Mm-hmm. And thankfully, like, they were very much supported by their – partners and husbands and, um, and that's their calling. And they left full time. And that's a huge risk. Like, are you kidding me? Like, can you imagine going from like two incomes to one and then having kids and probably like a dog and a cat and some goldfish that you're hoping lasts a year or two? (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's so true. That's risky.
0: So, so one thing that we have to ask is, is something that we like to ask all of our guests because yeah. we get so much great feedback and, and wonderful answers. But if if you had one piece of advice to give humanity so everybody could be better tomorrow, what would that piece of advice be?
2: I would say... I think... I think... it have to be one or maybe no it it could be multiple be layers yeah i would say no matter who you are where you're at in life what you believe in um make sure to have faith like i truly believe in in some way there's a higher power that is pulling you to do what you like. You're here for a reason, you know. It's like all tattooed over all my arms, <laughs> like. Um, but I think when you have that sense of there's something bigger than you, whatever that means to you, like, and you make that the center of what you're doing, that will come through eventually. So I think I think that, and then. I would say like my um, if you were to say like mission statement or whatever is um, it's just simple it's in it together which is funny because we had that if you look at my website it was before COVID happened so that we joked about that when okay. that started coming out we were like we might have been onto to something <laughs> um, that it's not about you like it's you like I think especially as artists like trying to make sure there's a mentality that like i i think like i'm just um a vessel for whatever is supposed to be coming through Mm -hmm. and so it's not about you it's about like if you're performing don't get hung up if there's one person there or five thousand like, think about the Adele show. Yeah. Like, I almost didn't go see her Hello to Her because I felt like the proud mom that was like, holy shit, I saw her in a the theater with a handful of people. And by the way, they they ended up, there was no bar there. They ended up going across the street and getting us Bud Light and handing us all Bud Lights. Adele, are you kidding me? Like, we were meant to be in that theater. And then... You know thirty thousand people were mm-hmm. you know and i think she does a good job of like not making it about her a lot of times like um so i would say like those are the the two big things and then i would close with don't quit
1: hmm. stay in the fight
0: mm-hmm.
1: i love it yeah keep swinging the axe keep chipping away yeah you're
2: gonna have like shows and stuff where you perform
1: like shit just yeah. happens you're gonna bomb sometimes yeah
2: I had one, I had one show once where we sold it out actually and played well and I, I pulled someone on stage and the, the manager, uh, he hated that I did that. And I remember leaving, I mean, imagine leaving a sold out theater where you played your ass off, worked so hard on, and you leave in tears. You know, and and you're going to have these moments where you're like, you know, it's where it's hard. And then, but then it's your job the next day. Like we played a show the, the following day, another sold out show, pretty big theater. And we had to crush it. And no one knew I was up until like three in the morning crying in my hometown, laying on my mom's lap, being like, why am I doing this? Mm. And then she told me. You have a lot going on right now and just remember like kind of like the the bigger picture, you know, like you're, you're not doing this for you. Like, so stop putting that pressure on yourself. And we freaking crushed it the next night, crushed it. And so just don't quit, you know?
1: Solid advice. Yeah. mean you touched on a lot of things there that definitely resonate, you know? Mm-hmm. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change a little bit. Yeah. And and the vessel comment I think speaks volumes to what we do here because Art and I have always treated this as we're just the vessels for something bigger. Yeah. You know it's and, and you open the podcast with saying you're not doing this to get famous. So I like how humble you are. I like Thanks. how hungry you are. I think it's very relatable. Those are all yeah. great great tools to success. I feel like. Thanks.
2: Yeah, I think like the platform comes when you earn it. Yeah. So it's like if and when that ever comes. I hope I'm ready for it.
1: You
0: are.
2: <laughs> but in the same sense, it's there is such a joy to just waking up every day knowing, like, my main goal today is to write music. Mm-hmm. Like, that's nuts. You know?
0: That That's epic. But you created that for yourself. Yeah. You know? And, 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 like, that's the thing is when you're looking at somebody in a successful position, like, they didn't just come out like that like they didn't just come out successful like you know there's the getting hit by a truck there's being addicted to the drugs for a decade there's you know being addicted to alcohol and like yeah everyone goes through sex and all that stuff so it's like it's like you know whatever it is like see it through, like, yeah. and, 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 and fucking fight, like, yeah. let's, let's fight every single day, and, like, I'm I'm gonna fight every day until yeah. I die on that, because, like, yeah. I, I even have dreams where, like, I'm fighting not wanting to take it or, or different things, and it's just, like, let's battle every single day yeah. and do the right thing, but, you know, let's be, because every single individual, every single person out there, all of us have yeah. the power to help others yeah. by being selfless, yeah. you know, and, and so take care of yourself so then you can be in a position to help others and yeah. and then the world, the world can be a better place. I, I truly believe that. And even with all the, all the differences that people have, um, it's okay. It's okay if people disagree, like yeah, it's okay if people yeah. have different opinions, like that's fine. We can still respect each other even if we don't agree on everything. Like, like Kevin and I, we... Don't agree on everything. We but, get heated sometimes. We're great oh, friends. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and we, like, we're respectful to each other yeah. about it. If, even if we don't agree, like, we still are respectful. That, yeah. That's the
1: thing that I think the majority has a lot touched touch with is that you can have a disagreement, yeah. have a discussion even, not agree on the same thing. It yeah. doesn't mean someone's got to storm off or call you names or be a keyboard warrior. I think we've lost touch a little bit with it's okay to have differing opinions. Yeah. In fact, it challenges us. It makes us stronger. It, it It's good to surround yourself with people with different opinions. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: And also, I think just, like... Um, with negative comments or hateful things, I obviously, like, don't condone that. Mm-hmm. However, um, I think looking at that stuff in a place of empathy goes a really, really long way. Like, if somebody comments on something of mine, like, I'm just waiting for the... You, you guys know the details a little bit behind this show. I'm um, That's going to be coming out globally um, mm-hmm. in the summer, and Very I can't... Exciting. Thank you, I can't give a lot of details around it. However, um, I had said like no to this thing for like, not no, just like I didn't really respond. Like I kept being like um, asked to be talked to about it. And to me it was like a little, like there was some controversy in it where I wasn't sure like, should I expose myself this way? Should I whatever? And then it was kind of like that whole yes man things like, what do you got to lose really? Mm -hmm. The only thing I was like kind of nervous about was like, what would some people think? Mm. And then I thought, why does it matter? Like maybe if, if there's like different opinions on things, one, that's okay. Like you guys both said, but if, if things come out that are like, why did you do that? (laughs) Or whatever. When 99% of everything that we, um, I'd say a hundred percent is just very honest, authentic, different, like, You just wait. Um, Is looking at those type of like comments with empathy. Like, I'm sorry that you, you know, maybe didn't take that same leap for an opportunity like that. I did, I put myself out there. So I might get a little hate, who cares?
1: But I might get a lot of, yeah, exactly. Haters are the motivators.
2: Yeah, and also I think like a mentor of mine always says this, he's like, if people are taking the time to write something about you or about your work that isn't just like a, this is great, duh, duh, duh. like like duh. think about how invested they already are in you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like there is some sort of like an impact that you've already made on that person. So no matter their opinion or not, like you've kind of done your job in a sense. And then just treat it with empathy I had this guy reach out not long ago um i had this post um i think we were in aspen i had something cool happen and we had cheers to it at the drum we had martinis and stuff well we had taken that photo like three days it was like you know that that event happened like three days before i had posted it mm-hmm. i had posted that on a day I can't I can't remember. I mean, there's been so many things, obviously, like catastrophic that have happened in the past few years. But on that day, there was something, and this guy reached out to me from my like from my hometown and was like, "I am so disappointed that you're partying during this happening and blah blah." And I mean, it was like a novel of why I was a bad person to him, and all I wrote back was, "I'm sending love." I actually had taken that photo three days ago and set up the post this morning at like 5 a.m. when I woke up to go live on my stuff at, let's say, let's call it noon with in, um, yeah. Anyways. And, and what, what he didn't know was at the time there was like this little like rally around kind of some of the stuff that was going down and we were all there like fighting for it and I sent him a clip saying here's where I'm actually at and he wrote back he's like I'm so sorry I was just in like such a place of hate from things happening and going down that like I took that out on you yeah and people don't know what they don't know it's true you know what I mean like so just treat it with empathy and roll with it and don't take it to heart and keep going
1: so true we don't know what people are dealing with you know at the end of the day and you know, it's easy to sling mud. I think it's easier yeah. to be negative. The you know, Art's kinda of touched on the point that sometimes the mind feels more comfortable gravitating towards a negative perspective. It's easier to go that way. Yeah. Right. Than it is to be like, Well, wait a minute, let me reevaluate this. Let me look at this with a critical eye. You yeah. know, maybe look at this with a different, you know, perspective. But it's just so easy. I mean, especially when we put ourselves out there. I mean, yeah. you know, you do a good job at that with your social media and, and obviously being an entertainer and what we do here. When you when you put yourself out there you're subjecting yourself to all of it right and people are going to develop opinions yeah. and that's just that's just yeah. the harsh reality like oh you know this redneck over here drinks Bud Light and tequila <laughs> right I've, I've heard some things right and it's oh fun it's gosh. fun I, I well, like to have a good well, time with it and the,
0: anytime that anybody is is pr- projecting negativity like and pushing it outwards it's because they haven't dealt with that whatever that root is they haven't dealt with their own stuff so it's like you can't take other people's opinions personally. Exactly. Yeah. And and if somebody is taking it out on you, like, you don't know what their day is going through. And they're probably just projecting their own personal frustration with themselves on other people instead of yeah. actually digesting it. And, and,
1: yeah. You can't take it too literally. And, like you yeah. said, I mean, it's they're still taking the time Yeah. to, um, you know, bring energy to it, whether that's negative or positive. Yeah. That, and, I mean, just
2: recognizing, game. too, that there's, like, so many tough things happening and, like, everyone's dealing with stuff and right. like like to your point like sometimes it's just easier to let things out but like when you're behind the screen mm-hmm. you know um, and I think like when you see that stuff just knowing like like I tried like if I ever thankfully I, I don't see too much yet <laughs> but um, but if I ever do I'm kind of just like you know that that guy's probably just having like a really shitty day or like that's a sucks. shitty life yeah, this one you don't guy know. this one guy from New York once it was it was like before um, I was doing music full time. I don't remember like what it was like what post it was on or what, but he wrote me like something like pretty rough. And again, thankfully that doesn't happen often <laughs> at all. Um, but I ended up like asking him some questions and stuff, and I ended up saying like, hey, like he, he started like exposing what he was going through. I was like, Oh, so that's like where that came from. He was like, yeah. And I ended up getting his um, email address. Mm. I just told him it was, I was like, well, we should stay in touch, you know, or whatever. And I ended up sending him a $50 Starbucks gift card. Um, And he, so he got that that night and um, he told me he was like in tears Mm. and it's like turning something that was like, could have like ruined my month (laughs) into you know, the guy got hopefully a good mint latte the next day.
0: <laughs> See, I've never had the mint latte. Oh like, I'm man, to, I'm gonna have to fuck with that. I've, heard, I've heard things yeah. about it. My yeah. friends
2: call me the. It called. They call it and they call me the elf sometimes because I tend to like give like I'm like giving gifts is like my love language. Um, but they call that the elfy drink because it's like minty, <laughs> minty, Christmassy. Yeah, yeah. But I'll have it on the hottest day of summer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay, like, that's dedication.
0: So do, you na- do you get it iced ever? No, no.
2: But I'll get you an iced one. Okay, <laughs> I, I like it iced. Nice, nice, nice. Man,
0: what what a great conversation though, and like, uh, th- thank you for being so open because it, it it is a beautiful thing to see vulnerability and and um, you know, running with that. <laughs> I I love it, and we're gonna keep cracking those and and having some more conversation tonight. Yeah. Because this could be a three-hour
1: podcast. This could turn into a Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me. Like, um, For everyone listening, I met these guys at Fuck Up Nights at The X, which think like TED Talks, but what it does is take the shame away from messing up um, or a messed up situation. And I met these guys after, and it was like kindred spirits, I think, from the first time we met. So it's an honor to be on your show. And um, for those listening like it share it review it like pass it to your homies post it on instagram the best thing you can do is give love back so these guys are super talented i wish you could see this studio it's insane they're working their asses off so it's an honor to be on
1: Thank you for the kind words. That, that was great, and, and you know, likewise, we love what you're doing. Thank you. You know, it's an inspiration. We wake up, we watch your stories, we get pumped up. We're like, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Christine's coming in this week. We're super excited to have you here. It was I'm just,
2: sleeping on the futon, so get she's ready. <laughs>
1: already, she's already playing that sleeping <laughs> spot. Um, no, but I think you're you're a very kind person, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see you fill in your purpose. And
0: thank you. I just
1: you know I feel very grateful that you spent some time with us. Thanks, me too. And uh, we're gonna do it again. Absolutely. Repeat guests are a big thing around here. Once you're in our wheelhouse, you don't <laughs> yeah. get out. You're getting, you guys are you're family too. On.
2: You're coming back on, so that means I can pull you both on stage. One hundred percent.
0: I look forward to that. Uh, yes. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna Ke- be so much fun. Kevin's always saying he's like, dude, just hit the record button. Just you know, put the camera in front of me. I'm good to go. <laughs> let's go put a camera and a mic in front of me I'll figure it out exactly and that's no the mentality yep.
1: so maybe the next time we can do like a live jam session I would love Ooh. that maybe so. we could do
2: it in my studio let's yeah. go we'll,
1: we'll bring some cameras you know yes anything's possible well, I, know here. You, I
2: know you didn't you said not to say Red Rocks so but maybe we can manifest that
1: Let's go. Yeah, that it's going to happen. Yeah. We're, we got some things in the works regarding doing live discussion combustions. We're going to be on stage doing some live stuff. Dope. More to come on that. That's breaking news. We'll talk Dope. more about that off mic, but we got some big things coming this that's year. That's amazing. Along with you as well. So this is going to be a great year. I'm super yeah. excited. Let's keep this train You guys rolling. deserve it. Yep.
0: and But most importantly, um, you got to work hard. And so that's my challenge this week. This is how I'm going to close this episode out, is really be truthful to yourself about what you want to spend your time doing. Like Sarah said, you know, what is gonna make you feel fulfilled, what is is pulling you towards your goals. So think about that. Like let's all take a moment to think about that and really reflect on what's important to us as individuals. Cause once we obtain that and, and we really find confidence within what makes us the best selves that we are, then we can start impacting the world in a positive way so that's the challenge for this week yeah everybody everybody let's let's go after it <laughs> let's let's make stuff happen let's make great some challenger. waves yeah. and um we're gonna be coming back at you next week let's keep killing it let's go be a great go. week
1: we got in fact we got connor in next week another gentleman that we met uh the same night that we met yes. you sarah he was there at the show having a good time connor's in the studio next week we're gonna you know, probably have a couple more beers, maybe some more tequila. Who knows what? You never know what happens around these parts, but what we'll I can see what tell you.
2: see what you have left after tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Inventory replenishment is going to be necessary.
2: <laughs> I'll stop buying refill, y'all. So. Um, and if you guys are down to be homies with me, um, you can hang out with me on Instagram. at um, it's Sarah Christine, MPLS, because I'm from Minneapolis. Sarah Christine, MPLS Music. I'm new to TikTok, so help me out with that stuff. Holy cow. But that's SC behind the music – or behind – what is it? Behind the scenes. SC behind the scenes. And, and I just, we'll
0: leave all, all the links and stuff. Yeah, too.
2: and let's just hang out. Let's, mm. like, be homies. So, yeah, thanks for listening to my music.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, like Art said, we'll include everything in the show notes down below, guys, so you can get hooked up with Sarah. She's doing some amazing things. Tremendous music. Um, you know, it's just it's fantastic. So once again, thanks for sending some time with us. We'll
2: see you on tour.
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right guys, y'all be good to yourselves. You know how we roll, you deserve it.
2: Yeah. Discuss until you come (laughs) bust.